Hello, and welcome to Vitamins for Breakfast, the place where you, the listener, is able to feed your spirit and soul through connection. My guests share their real-life stories, uncensored and unapologetically. Life makes us feel as if we need to hide what makes us human, but this podcast is dedicated to highlighting everyone who isn't ashamed of their inner humanity. So welcome to your weekly dose of Vitamins for Breakfast. Let's get started. Today, I have a very special guest. Kelly is such a beautiful intellectual soul that shares love through her energy. And let me say that again, she shares her love through her energy. And this means that her presence brightens a room. Her smile makes people gravitate towards her. And she is that person in the room that everyone's looking at like, damn, what is it about her? Or damn, she's so dope. Kelly has been involved in both corporate and arts, and for quite some time, she's been finding herself along the way. Kelly, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day in Manhattan. It is. The sun is out, finally. (laughs) We'll see how long we have it. Right. Um, So, I met Kelly at a casting, and I saw her. I saw her passing, like... She was just passing by. I think you came and you asked a question. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at you and I saw like your dope outfit. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> First, it was like, it's so funny to me. I don't know if it's something that we have as like um, people of color. But yeah. when you're in a space and it's predominantly whites, yeah. when you finally spot someone else, you're like, <gasps> you feel like you can breathe. You're like, <gasps> like I feel like, oh, exactly. <laughs> it's like the initial thought. Like, I'm not the only one. So when I saw you, I had that first thought. It was like, oh my God, I'm not the only one. Thank God. Right. And then too, I was like, damn, she's dope like i love i love her outfit but that was that like i not i thought nothing of it i went about my day whatever and then when i was done at the casting i was with my sister and we went to go eat and i saw kelly sitting there and i was we were deciding on whether or not sitting inside and i'm like man let's go out there and let's sit by that girl because i need to talk to her about this whole experience like that was just so crazy it was so weird you know as an actor castings can be kind of sketchy so exactly so we sat next to her and we just started chopping it up mm. and we chopped it up so much that today Kelly sits across me for my podcast, Vitamins <laughs> for Breakfast, because she is such a dope soul and I brought her on today. I really want her to share her. She shared so much of herself to me while I ate tacos for like 30 to 45 minutes. I'm like, man, the world needs to hear this girl because not only is she so woke and aware, she also is so like still has that level of like empathy for everything that is happening like you're aware of everything that's happening but your heart is still so full enough to still receive people although we live in a time where honestly everyone especially in new york Mm -hmm. we don't want anything to do with anybody you know what i mean we wash our hands of people like nothing i tripped you at the train you know whatever like this Mm -hmm. is what it is you know crabs in a barrel type of type of vibe in new york but Kelly, there's so much <laughs> happening with you. You're, yeah. From the inside out, there's so much. Just start, just give me a little gist of of Kelly from the very beginning of time. Oh, man. <laughs> Although oh. that probably traces like back, like, you know, if you don't know if you believe in like reincarnation, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel like I was a queen in Egypt. Ooh, girl! <laughs> yes! Um, Tell me. From the humble beginning. Right, right. Um, Born in the Bronx, even though I hate to admit it at times. Um, it's okay. A lot of know, good things came out of there. I think sure, now sure. people in the Bronx are like, I'm from the Bronx. Yeah, now <laughs> little, I mean, the Bronx has so much culture. But anyway, yeah. um, 
So, grew up in Harlem, mm -hmm. moved there from the age of four, moved to Harlem, yeah. um, and that's who raised me. And um, I grew up dancing. Yeah. Um, I grew up being like that alternative black girl from the block. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I had a pretty normal childhood, double dutch, you know, playing Scully, things like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, just really a great experience growing up in Harlem. And then yes. after that, you know, went to high school, whatever, that was cool. The, that, that's like the part <laughs> we're always like trying to skip, like, that was cool. Terrible. No, I mean, high school was dope because I went to this alternative high school. Right, yes, and, you told me. Um, they had, it was called The Door, it was an after school program. Right. And so there was kind of where I flourished and, and started to interject with some more creative people outside of I my dance that. network. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it was it was great. It's a great uh nonprofit. Before you go so f before you go further into yeah. it. Um so from the very beginning, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about you. You clearly love the arts. Mm -hmm. the, from the dancing then from high school the after school programs you were involved right. with from now clearly you are still doing that. Right. But from a very young age, you mentioned to me how you were you kind of felt like the odd one out a little bit. Yeah. You know, because you were unique in the way where you like different things compared mm -hmm. to what the rest of the society was interested in. Right. So you mentioned something to me when we were speaking previously before recording this. She said that she felt like she was like the Oreo. Mm -hmm. Like that's how people would describe you. Yeah. Describe what that experience was like to, yeah. to be placed in such a category when mm -hmm. all you really were was just yourself one. Right. But really you were just a creative person. You weren't Creative people, we don't fit in no category. Right. So you were just kind of rolling that wave, but it's yeah. like, hey, no, you, you know, you have to be a certain way. So yeah. how was that, like, accepting your individuality? Um, I always had a, like, strong sense of self and didn't really give a fuck about what people thought about me, so... And that was never, that was never, like, um, punctured or you always, like, were like that? We all have our insecurities. Right, we all right. go throughout trials and tribulations, but for mm -hmm. the most part, I was always self-aware and I think that made me strong and helped me get through those times yes um it's not that I was like bullied but you know people would say things like oh you're the white girl uh -huh. or uh -huh. you know oh you listen to rock music or whatever because right. I always had like a vast like knowledge of music right. and just my vernacular with music yeah I'm just like I'm gonna listen to Guns N' Roses I'm gonna listen to Susie and the Banshees yeah while I love Keep Sweat and yeah fucking Mary J. Blige, exactly you know and you know I'm from the Caribbean, so then I have that side of me, and then growing up with African American girls, and then not understanding that cultural right, side. Right. There was a lot of you know little things like oh, you know. Dang, but... you were in a whole pot of stuff. <laughs> this is a real yeah, dude. And that part really resonates with me. The um having so many varieties to mm -hmm. you yeah. and then you look a certain way, right. so people are reacting to you based on how you look. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So you to the eye you might look like you're just african-american mm -hmm. not necessarily caribbean especially mm -hmm. nowadays people don't they just see black you yes. know so being amongst other african-american girls mm -hmm. how did you feel amongst that group that those were the ones who were saying you were white or was it white people saying that you were like right. the oreo who was no. pointing you out for that my my black friends okay my african-american friends or yes. any, just any black friend right you know like Growing up in Harlem, again, you know, uh, MTV back in the day was one of those stations that black people, quote, quote, did not listen to right. or watch. Yeah. And that's before they introduced your raps, which, you know, created the culture right, right. of 
hip hop at MTV. Right. So before that, it was like Beavis and Butthead and all these things, Daria and stuff. And yeah. I loved it. And I used to watch it. Yes. Like, yes. Stuff. Kelly and told I'm, me that she watched Daria. <laughs> and I was like, immediately, I, I was like, I feel you. I never watched Daria, but Daria is like, to me, the type of show where it's like, you're expected to be a type of person yeah. if you watch right. that. And it's, it's all like, about teen angst. Exactly. Like, all of our, like Daria just didn't like people like that. <laughs> and, and she was emo. Exactly. And that's more of a personality trait that you connect yeah. with. I think like not, like nowadays we don't even give our, we don't allow ourselves to connect to people because we're mm-hmm. constantly trying to see if they match the boxes that we're checking right. off in our own checklist. Yeah. And that's that's honestly the the thing that like like really blows mine and I was thinking on the train. I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you to describe your describe yourself in three words. Mm-hmm. And and this and this has there is a point to this exercise that I am doing okay. with you. But define yourself in three words. Uh, independent, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, multifaceted, mm-hmm. Uh, and hmm, I would just say knowledgeable. Okay. I was going to say that it's so many different. It's so hard to pick three. I'll, I'll pick those three. I'm so happy you one struggled with it and yeah. gave me like a, because that's that's where I'm that's what the point that I'm trying to make. I yeah. hate when people ask us questions where it's mm. like a one word response, like as if yeah. our life is a pageant and you have to answer this big ambiguous ambiguous question about yourself yeah, yeah. in like one sentence in one word or less. Yeah. And like that to me really trips us up. Like like I was mentioning that exactly, yeah. and it's like this checklist that you have and mm-hmm. you and like ever since we were like young, teachers would ask us like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And we would say, oh, "I want to be a lawyer. I want to be an astronaut." Exactly. I just want to be. <laughs> and it's like the older you become, you're like, "Damn, that's all I." really want but the subconscious part of your you know experience is constantly always referring back to this measurement scale because we've been constantly been fed like Mm -hmm. you are supposed to be following some sort of metrics go to school you're supposed to be institutionalized exactly follow this like blueprint exactly blueprint like your journey in life is your own like you sometimes it has a left turn right turn yeah but it's all about how you I don't know, get that that tire fixed. How you, yes. you know, build yourself back up. Right. To keep I going down that. that road, you know what I'm saying? I love so, that. I love that metaphor. And thank you. And, um, you know, that kind of goes into my college experience. Yes, tell me. I <laughs> went to BMCC for oh my a gosh. few years. To all the people at BMCC, shout out to y'all. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like high school times two. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, this is what... <laughs> Right, right. I think I had a lot of classes in the other building, the new one that they had created, the annex. And yeah. Then they had some satellites in Harlem. Uh huh. And so, what did you study? What did you study? What was your so major? At, okay, so it was nursing. Uh huh. Oh, right. oh Lord! Uh-huh. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Goes into the blueprint. So, like, <laughs> that Caribbean background. My parents was always like, "Oh, you should be a doctor, a lawyer, this sort of that." Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. "Well, okay, you know, if I become a nurse, then I can travel. It's you know flexible. I can have a job anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. I'm right. gonna be good, right? right? Security, security. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what everybody wants, of course. Like security. So you know, and I was like, okay, I am nurturing, so I can do this. But when I was going through the prerequisites of it, like English and you know 
psychology and stuff. I was more gravitating towards the creative and the cranial part of it, like as far as um, understanding people in the mind when it came to psychology. Yes. And then I loved writing. And then my teacher, she saw like something in me, so she would write these copious notes of like feedback on your on, on your my words. papers and I still have them to this day and, and I've been writing since I was a child. I, I had words for poetry and stuff like that as a kid. So that kind of like a uh, light went off mm-hmm. and I was one class away from actually getting into the um, nurses program and I just flunked that whole semester. I had only two classes. Wow. And I just checked out. I would be there. I mean I Wow. I'm not studied. I mean, I need yeah, yeah, yeah. to work. You I got guess. you got to that point. Clearly, you know how what you have to do. Right. But I just checked out. Your heart was in it and no, it wasn't in it. So after that, I just was like, what the hell do I want to do? And it brings me to 2019. I'm like doing every fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> this girl's wearing 40 hats right, right. now. <laughs> no, because yeah. Like when I when when you meet Kelly and she gives you like this like uh, short spiel on her life, you're like, dude, like, you how old are you? Like she looks like she's twenty, but she just gave you a whole story. Like she's yeah. like freaking sixty. You're like, dude, you you've done it all. And really, it it is so beautiful to hear you open up about that experience that a lot of us go through, especially when we do decide to go to college. Yeah. Is deciding what the next step is and and it's a big decision to make you know what i mean like there's a lot weighing on this decision because there's money involved you know you're paying for this you know fortunate to anyone who has a scholarship and all that that's great but even so if you have a scholarship you have to upkeep and everything Mm -hmm. but um that it's really hard when you're in that place and 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 you're figuring yourself out as a human being Mm -hmm. while also having this pressure of i need to go to school i need to figure this out yeah and when you managed to like figure out, okay, what I want to do is the arts. You flunked, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, so what did you do? You just walked away from school altogether? Yeah, I walked away. I was just like, I need some time, you know, okay. I had some credits, whatever. And I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I think at that time I was about 20 or 21. This is where the magic usually happens. Yeah. When you don't know what you're doing and everyone thinks it's like, this mm-hmm. is the worst time. Yeah. It's you the know, best time. Like, oh. Off your family like, was what I want to do because okay, Caribbean parents don't oh, boy. don't play they don't play they like they like security my mother she worked in corporate so she kind of she didn't play but she was mm-hmm. also occupied which is great yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know if you don't see it happening it ain't happening <laughs> right. so she was I mean it was cool about it, whatever it's my life but after right. that out of her house right i was dating somebody and yeah. they were really creative and like i would say that summer of moving out my mother's crib i had like this spiritual and creative awakening like even more than before even more than when i was growing up dancing i right. was just like with other creative people and yeah. i was just like wow so i can do this and i can do that and you know i was kind of living a bohemian life of course yes yes you're just I, floating i worked for the census bureau i mean i've had a job since age of 13 so i was working at retail stores do you from, see what i'm saying yeah <laughs> jeez since you were 13 yeah since i was 13 i got my working papers yeah my first job was um a t- uh, teacher's assistant to this um, elementary school teacher. Right. So I was like grading the little papers. I was 13. <laughs> so I mean, I could definitely grade some elementary school. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, you know, 
Kelly. So doing that and you know, what? then I got into retail, Foot Locker, Gracious Home. Well, let let, let 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 <laughs> let us really recognize that this none of this was not in benefit for you because wearing all these hats and doing Mm -hmm. all these kind of jobs Mm -hmm. i always commend people who do the type of jobs that the average person is not comfortable doing and you've done so many of these type of jobs that really put you in a place where you have to be vulnerable yeah and you have to do what you have to do because Mm -hmm. you need the money right so different people different walks of life exactly and at such a young age 13 already in that environment where Mm -hmm. you're interacting with people and everyone's here for money and you know what I mean and then business politics whatever the case is at such a young age to be exposed to this type of things how do you think all of that shaped you Mm -hmm. to to your work ethic and what you stand for now and what you don't stand for when it comes to career because you know now the older we become we kind of know what we will and won't stand for. Yeah. And when, when we will speak up and when we won't. Yeah. How did all of that, those type of jobs, dealing with all that stuff that you did, mm-hmm. how did that shape you to today and the type of career that you're taking on now? Because mm-hmm. your career is, like, there is no box to it. You're yeah. still flowing. Yeah, I'm still flowing. Um, man, I, it definitely taught me discipline and responsibility from a young age. Yeah. Um, Working in those different retail settings and office settings, um, it showed me how to deal, like I said, with different people from different walks of life and different social um, situations that happen and how to handle myself as a young woman. So, Mm -hmm. again, it gave me a sense of self because Mm -hmm. here I am at a young age making my own money. Right. You know, paying that little, my mother would have me pay like the cable bill. You know, so I had a little responsibility, you know, teaching me how to be uh, self-sufficient and kind of like navigate through this world without making excuses about who I am or what I want to do. So Mm. um, I was, like I said, I did visual merchandising for retail stores um, at a young age. Like I was just out here and, and people always say, yo, you never go without a job. And I'm just like. I don't know if it's also the, the coconut in me, the Caribbean, <laughs> because, you know, we have 50 million jobs. Yes, yes, and it all, I'm telling you, it may be the oddest shit right, ever, right. you know, but we're doing it because... We're doing it, and even with the job I have now, uh, for a long time, I was still working in retail just to have the extra income, Right. and I was waking up at like 4.30 in the morning to go do the retail job, right. um, visual merchandising, and it was labor intensive, up and down ladders, this and that, and then going into the office for 10 a.m., because it was like a 6... AM to 10 AM, well, no, six, what was it? No, four to nine or something like that in the morning. I'll go straight to the office till about 6 PM. So, Kelly. Kelly, you so let me just make sure I got this straight. You yeah. went to school, but you didn't finish. didn't finish. Okay, so you you have no college degree. No. Okay, this is the thing that has always made me so curious about the population who decides to not go this route, right. which is the structured route and takes more of the risky route. Right. A lot of what you learned, because you mentioned that you were doing visual, the visual part of the store. Yeah. So it, it got to a point that you doing retail, they saw something in you enough mm-hmm. to be like, hey, man, we need you to kind of decorate the yeah. store at this point. Like, That's mannequins, yeah. That is like... To me, I feel like we go into these type of jobs not expecting these type of things and avenues to happen. But it really is when you play in the arena, like Mm -hmm. they say, that these avenues become more apparent to you. Like I feel like maybe you doing this, you started to realize, man, really creatively, I think... Honestly, I'm talented here for real. Mm-hmm. Because you said since you were younger, mm-hmm. people would grade your papers and be like, dude, like your your writing is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like at some point, 
I think we have to just start to accept our own talent. I think yeah. that we go a long time suppressing it uh -huh. and thinking that we're not as good right. as the next person. But like when you know, I, this is the, what, I, what I said in the reference to like not going to school. I realized that people who take that route, I feel like realize it faster mm -hmm. than us who go to college. Because we're thinking that college is the one that's going to help us realize our talent. Because right. we think, we're thinking that we'll learn it through the books. Right. And right. we're honestly just really just accepting that maybe our real talent, we don't want to channel it. You know? Because yeah. I went to school for sociology. I don't yeah. want to be a social worker. And yeah. I don't... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, also life experience. Exactly. Like that's where you... Learning the degree. Exactly. It's like just going through shit, bumping your knee. Yes. You know, yes. Putting a band-aid, getting back up. And I'm not doing something else. And no way I'm trying to say like college is like for the people who don't want to get their, you know, hands right. you know, dirty. There's something wrong if you want exactly, to. Go to exactly, exactly. I, like, I, I I have my mixed feelings about of it. Of course, yes. Like yes, yes. But, um for the most part it works for some people right it just doesn't work for me necessarily yeah I, if anything i would more so want to do a course yes no. and like that too listen that's exactly <laughs> now that i'm done with school i'm like damn i could have just really gotten certified in something mm -hmm. like i could have worked a little job saved up enough money paid mm -hmm. a little money to get the certification gotten certified and that yeah. you know what i mean like but I think not having enough access to information yes. also oh, fucks us up. That is a thing. It is. So the whole reason behind me getting my office job, this corporate job that I've had now for 10 years yeah. was I, in that 2021 age when I was living the bohemian life, yeah. um, a friend of mine actually said, no, there's this program through the government, through New York State. Um, called AmeriCorps uh -huh. and they do um, they have different little sectors and one of them was called Public Allies and it's a 10 month apprenticeship in a nonprofit around the city uh -huh. so pretty much it's a grueling process you gotta like do this long application and you have to go for a phone no you have to go for an in person no first phone sorry uh -huh, uh -huh. then in person uh -huh. then a matching fair uh -huh. with all of the partners who are the nonprofits around the city right and then you have to pitch yourself uh -huh. to these people in a room full of other eager people oh about why God. you should get an interview with them. And then the following week is like a week of interviews with all the different ones that you secured interviews with. Let me let me pick up my jaw, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here looking at her like, yeah. what? So I went through that whole thing twice. The first time, um, they didn't have enough funding to bring me on. I, I literally cried in a corner. Oh. I was like, oh, I felt so defeated. Uh, I, I mean, I like, can imagine you putting so much effort into this. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because when I interviewed with my job now, then, back then, um, my boss was interested. She was just like, you know, they don't have the, the budget and I don't have the budget right now. That's just why we're going. Because it was like a, a stipend thing they they pay right. for part of right. my right. salary okay okay um and so the following year i was like you know what i'm gonna do this again i'm not gonna let that deter me so i did the whole grueling process again oh my god um and i neglected to say the first time around they used to give you at least two or three um they would partner you with two or three interviews already uh -huh. and then you would go secure more this time around they took that secure three away so you had to just go for it so, the job I'm at now, they, they didn't come to the matching fair, but I requested, I sent them an email, I said, I would like to inter interview with you guys again. Uh -huh. So she was like, you know, there's no need to interview, like, we know we want you, we just got to see how this plays out. Right. 
So, what was the time between the first one and the second one when you did it again? A year. A year. They yeah, still a year. Re- and they still remembered you. Yeah. Dude. Because you know what I did. No, because like I said in the beginning, there's something about <laughs> Kelly. That's what it was. That energy is yeah, real strong. That, that <laughs> and I also made sure they remembered. I sent her an email or I called and left a message and say, hey, we interviewed, um, although I didn't get the position, if you have any volunteer opportunities. Wow. They're like, this girl is hungry. (laughs) Yeah. So she didn't, she didn't respond to that, but she did bring it up when we met again, Uh when I actually got the job. And I'll tell you that. So I was bartending. (gasps) And she bartends. Oh my God. This girl has done it all. Yeah. All right. I started bartending. Um, person I was with was like, here, I'm going to pay for you to go to bartending school so you can do this meantime. Oh my god, I went yeah. to bartending school but did nothing with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was too scared. Yo, I, I, did a, I had a nice little run as a bartender. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. so I was working with the spot in Harlem. I was miserable as fuck. This woman was crazy. The oh owner was crazy. God. So, we're making good money yeah. and um, chilling. And then I so I went through the process and I had enough of the bar. I was like, this lady's gonna make me like just I don't know, she's gonna make me go crazy. Yeah. So I quit the Friday. So I'm, you know, I'm a little stressed out, freaking out, like shit, I gotta like get a job ASAP, you know. Mm-hmm. By Monday, I get a phone call. No, no, no. By Monday, I get a call for a Craigslist bartending position I saw at this place that was opening up in Harlem. Yeah. Um, so I go and the guy's like, can you stay? He's like, you're hired. He's like, can you stay? Yeah, like, say, start today. Sure. Yeah. I was like, I had an all black. I was ready. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So I went outside to my boo and I was like, I'm going to stay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. I'm working. <laughs> right. So uh, she went about her business uh-huh, and uh-huh. then um, she's like, you have a missed call. Like somebody called you or whatever. So I listened to the message and it's my boss saying, hey, don't let them know that I told you first, but... You got the position. And what happened was I was on a wait list. So they didn't uh, accept me right away. Right. I was still waitlisted. And I was like, I ain't going to get this shit again. Yes. And then somebody dropped out. Somebody dropped out. This is what we I call stars aligning. Right? Dude. And that was it. That was all she wrote. And like, I owe a ton of my professional development yes. to the opportunity through public allies. And this they still so have that program. Crazy. So anybody who is interested in yes. a job and wants to get into the nonprofit sector yeah. or just kind of you out of college and you're trying to go. make a make yeah. a difference. They gave you a stipend for college. I paid off my little loans I had for that little two years really? of college. Yeah. Yes. Ten months. And then after that they had the budget for me so they asked me, they gave they offered me a job. And, and how long there. have you been there? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Listen, guys, I'm still trying to do the math in my head, trying to figure out how old this this woman is because she looks twenty, but she just told me she's been working there for ten years. She started working since she was thirteen. This does not make sense, guys. If someone can figure out the math, please send me a DM. Because I do not understand. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. You have really like... Mm-hmm. And all of... Listen, and a lot of people can connect to that. Because a lot of people do a lot of different things. Just mm-hmm. trying to figure out what works. Especially, there's a lot of fillers mm-hmm. in the meantime. Yeah. Because what you didn't want to bartend for a living. Right. That was an in the meantime. You had a bigger goal with what you were trying to do. Yeah. 
but if it, it, it wasn't there at the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get discouraged, they lose sight during that time. And then what do they do? They're like, they shift to security. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to go like join the military or I'm going to go, you know, like go to, go to what's concrete and what's in their face real. You know what I mean? Yeah. The first time around you, you did the whole thing. It didn't work out. Anybody else would have been like, that's, that's the end of that. Right. But you went ahead and you did it again. You mm-hmm. proved yourself again. Like you prove, honestly, you prove more to yourself than really to mm-hmm. whoever's watching. Right. And I think this is what people don't realize. Don't focus so much on the audience. Yes. Focus more on what you're doing for you. What are you proving to yourself? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And we live nowadays way too externally and i know social media plays a lot for that because we are constantly presenting ourselves to other people and hoping they like us yes but you have to like you first and that really starts with accepting the mess of your life because life is a mess it's a mess like you said before it's exact it's like the blueprint is not clear yeah it's not and and it starts with accepting that first. Mm-hmm. Because meeting Kelly made me feel comfortable with my mess. Because a lot of times I'm like, this is wrong. I've made too many mistakes. And yeah. she was just out here like, man, I did this, did this. <laughs> and to see her all well put together and you're like, well, man, she survived the fucking storm, it seems like. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, to hear you, I'm like, dude, I haven't even like remotely been anywhere near that, of like that type of level of things that you've put yourself through. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so worth it because here you stand like such a confident, self-aware person. Like nobody can tell you who you are. You right. know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just people really honestly just accept the process instead of fighting it so much because yeah. at the end of the day it's going to serve more of a purpose yeah. for you right. I'm humbled by your words by the way no. I, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like wow she thinks this of me I'm yes like, of I'm course like, so thank you no um, you don't understand but yeah it's about flowing with the current not going yes. against it yes you know and wherever that takes you who knows I mean, Kelly, Kelly you need a TED talk you know honestly <laughs> I I love people who can put words together so nicely. I literally, I said everything I said in her response. You just got to go with the, you know, you can't, you can't swim against the current. You yeah. guys. And I'm like, girl, I think, where'd you get that from? You are so like, you are just so well spoken. I honestly, I mean, you're honestly such an admirable person. I'm like, dude, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and, you. and, Honestly, um, I, I like to I like to like wrap up the podcast like by asking a question based on kind of like the person, but based on you and everything you said, like my question to you is, if you can give anything back to the community, that would be like a piece of like advice or knowledge or whatever it is that you you can give, and it can be to any community that you care about the most. So I know specifically for us, especially like vitamins for breakfast is for everyone. Yeah. But I definitely I gear it really towards minorities, and it's not to say that nobody is invited to listen to this, but my 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 heart really hurts for the people that I feel like are not listen to mm-hmm. so i'm trying to do that more but that's not to say that that's you know where you have to go with it but my question to you if there's any piece of information or anything that you can share to your community or to whoever else women anyone that you think needs to hear it mm-hmm. what would be like your your advice to them in this journey of life that we're all struggling to yeah. to get through and navigate yeah um Protect your energy, man, and set those boundaries. Those are 
the two things in my life mm-hmm. and I'm still working towards. Yeah. Um, but every day and every experience of setting boundaries and protecting my energy, I learn so much and it's only progression because you're moving forward. You're not getting stuck in the past. Mm. And recognizing and nicking uh, and discerning mm. certain energies and that can go with anything, a job, a space, uh, someone in your life, yes, um, yes, friendships, yes. whatever. Oh my God. Um, Guys, I wish you so important <laughs> to do that. I, I felt every, every yeah. energy wave from that. Wow, Because yes. once you start eliminating things that don't serve you and that don't make you feel good about who you are, um, then you start to second guess your decisions and what you're doing. And it just leaves you stuck. Mm-hmm. And you gotta get sometimes just get rid and purge yourself of those things that's holding you back and it's not fruitful to you. And, and um, I've done that, and I've, I feel it's like a light. detox. It's like a detox. Yeah, you feel light after. Yes. You feel like shit. What? Yeah. What do you think now? Yeah. And that kind of is how we met. Yeah. You know, I eliminated certain things in my life, and then I was like, one day. I saw an audition, open audition for something, and I was like, I'm gonna go. People always say I'm a character. I'm yes. Acting and shit. Yes. You know? People always say, Oh, you remind me of Issa Rae. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I need that money. Uh huh. Yeah. Issa, hit me up, girl. Issa Rae. Issa Rae. Yes, let's, let's listen. Um, let me just sit in the background. Please, y'all. Let me breathe y'all air. <laughs> I hope you hear me, Lena and Issa. We can yeah. be a dynamic trio. Ooh. It could be crazy. Yes. Anyway, um, no, for real. Yeah. I told you that when I first met him. Like, yo, you look like you. And you were <laughs> yeah. like, I get that all the time. Right. I'm like, listen, there's something there. There is something there that's real. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah. And, you know, setting boundaries um, yeah. within even yourself. Because sometimes we give so much of ourselves to others. And we need to set boundaries for ourselves. Like, girl, no. Mm-hmm. I know you always want to say yes, but practice saying no. Right. Like, saying no is the most powerful thing you can do. Because that's the first step in you, like being in your true self and yes. saying no to something that you don't want yes. or you don't want to do yes. say no say no y'all <laughs> say no but make sure you are saying yes to the things yes, that serve sure. you yes protect exactly. your energy say yes to things that serve you yep. Kelly it was a pleasure to have you yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for joining us I hope you guys oh enjoyed your dose of the vitamins today make sure you follow Kelly on her social media yes please do go um, ahead shout out your Instagram, Instagram. K-E-L-I dot B, Kelly B, um, mm-hmm. and Facebook is K-E-L-I, Bundy, B-U-N-D-Y. Yes, guys, follow her. You don't want to miss it. She's going to definitely be doing a lot of things, yes. and you're going to feel happy that you got to know her a little bit beforehand because you're going to connect her even more when you see everything that she's doing. And yes, thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll check you guys next week. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you were able to gain some perspective as well as something positive from today's guest. My goal is to provide a platform for the population of people whose experiences have helped them grow, can be heard, and possibly help someone else stand taller in their skin. Tune in next week to connect with another bold spirit. And I ask you to please leave a nice review and share it with anyone who can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast.